spoon just hit the ground. Oh, okay, fair enough. I was eating ice cream and I didn't. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. What kind of not today? I was eating ice cream last night. It's time to put the spoon away. I was like, what kind of hedonistic lifestyle are you leaving when you're eating ice cream at one o'clock in the oh, afternoon? Oh, it's all it's all opulence and hedonism. It's great. How do how's your how do you attach your microphone to your chaise longue as you have people feeding you grapes on a satin oh, no, sheet? You, you think it's attached to the chaise longue? I've got someone holding it for me, obviously. Oh, of course, sorry, yes. They're holding it by a boom mic I and I'm just you, sitting in my chaise longue. If you've got one person fanning with palm leaves, you should probably give the other one a job as well. Yeah. I've all, no, one of them works two jobs. One of them has a palm leave and, and the boom and the other one just has the palm leave. Because oh, you need okay. to get fanned from either side so of you course. get full coverage. You need circulation. Yeah, exactly. What, what are you even doing if you don't have palm leaf circulation? Jesus. What is your life if what you is don't your have multiple palm fronds? <laughs> It is the 26th of March, 2019. This is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name is Ewan. My name's Callum. It's been a while <laughs> since we've actually started. Yeah, not really. This. Well, yeah. since we've done this specific thing. This yeah. specific thing, yeah. But yeah. The, the madness that happened last time was also... Yeah, that was, that was two hours, which I cut. I know. That's the longest cut. we've ever done. Yeah, and that was with me cutting stuff as well. Yeah. <laughs> that was a thing. Um, also, probably a small bit of housekeeping. Sorry that that pod- podcast used to crash the website. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that, was a, a, that was a fun one that I found. That yeah, that... Because yeah. I, like, I, I, like, I, like, check the podcast, like, every time it goes up just to make sure that we don't sound terrible or whatever, mm-hmm. and I started listening to it, it was like, okay, that sounds all right, and then the website just crashed. It's, it's amazing that, uh, like, the way I was doing it, like, I always, I always check the thing to make sure it at least plays, to make sure that, like, it's pointing the right file and all this kind of stuff, but I yeah. always stop it just at the point before it would actually crash. Ah, um, uh, okay. So I can only probably also apologise that that podcast page has probably been killing people's batteries for a while because it just swallows memory. Like, yeah, apparently. Else. So I've put in a temporary thing that looks like ass, but I'm working on replacing it with something better. Um, it's annoying to switch libraries. Welcome to yeah this week's episode of being a software engineer is really fucking weird. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's been a while, so we should probably just get into the stuff. Um, do you want to? Do you want to? start talking about whatever it is you've been up to yeah there's only a couple of things that i can talk about that we don't yeah, both play same here, um, same here so i'll very quickly talk about um because this is my job now and not your job i'll yep. talk about the new season for destiny mm-hmm. um oh, so yeah, season right. of the season of the drifter came out two weeks ago three weeks ago i can't three remember when it was started i think but yeah so the new, new season for destiny came out and this is a season focused entirely on the character of the drifter and because it's focused largely on the Drifter, it's also focused on Gambit, um, the the PvPVE game mode in Destiny. Um, so far, it's pretty cool. Um, they've made changes to normal Gambit. They've introduced a new mode uh, that is a different sort of Gambit that is better than regular Gambit. The one, the um, one thing I meant to actually ask you, I didn't mean to do it on air, but it doesn't matter. What's the difference between Gambit Prime and The Reckoning? Are they related? So, Gambit, yeah. So Gambit Prime and the Reckoning are the two new modes, uh, and they are kind of like your new endgame feedback loop. So what happens okay. is in, Gam- in Gambit Prime, you get 
I'll explain Gambit Prime. Gambit Prime, instead of Prime being uh, our normal Gambit, which is like three modes, you deposit moats, kill the Prime Evil at the end, whoever does it two times wins. Prime is one round, you still deposit moats, but the Prime Evil at the end is way more powerful and you have to kill Envoys to get his shield down to then deal damage to him. Are the Envoys just like the extra characters around him? Yeah, point. the envoys are just okay. like the the wizards, the taken wizards that float right. around. Yep. Um, but so when you kill the third one of them, you get uh, an AOE that you can deal damage. It's basically an AOE that gives you that buff that's called Primeval Slayer that makes you deal extra damage to the Primeval. Gotcha. Um, but the entire time, every time you kill the third envoy, the enemy gets an invade proc so they can come in and invade and kill you so that you don't actually deal that much. It's a it's more interesting version of Gambit because oh, it's a okay. lot more. Backwards and forwards. There's does it a lot actually more push and pull? In, does it actually result in shorter matches, or is it uh, the the match length is about the same as like two rounds of normal Gambit? Fair. So it's about yeah. the the length of normal, but it's like not. You don't feel like you're being very repetitive in it because you're always doing something new. Yeah, it becomes sense. a lot more about. Normally, what happens is because of the mechanic they have, where blockers now steal moats from the enemy bank. Right. So you have, I forgot about that. If you have two block, if you have two blockers, the moats start draining from your bank. Where normally what happens is one team pulls ahead, gets their prime evil, but because the other team is catching up and they also get an invade every third envoy kill. Right. If you have a good enough invader, you can stall them quite easily for okay. a long period of time to, for you to catch up on. Fair enough. So it ends up being a lot of. Um, Somebody pulls ahead, but then you really pull it back and it becomes a lot closer. So it's a lot right. more interesting than normal Gambit because normal Gambit now is just ruined and is like it does way seem like, less fun. But It does seem like Gambit has become like a solved problem almost. Like the year is it's, the... it's entirely a solved problem. Like okay. that's, the, that's the, the main issue with Gambit is that it is a solved mode. Like right. it is people know exactly how to kill the primeval with one stack of primeval taker. People know exactly where all the invader spawns are, so you never get to invade anymore. Right. Like it's it's oh, if, really? you have a coordinate, if you have a coordinated team, you can't lose, basically. It's right. really hard to lose in Gambit. So um, so as I would do, going in with randos is probably a bad idea. It's well you you you, you should still do it for like your dailies and your weeklies sure. or whatever, but playing it outside of that is just torture. Okay. Like it's there's no point Fair in enough. doing it. Fair enough. Um but the reckoning, while you do prime, you get these things called synths, which are like little medallions for things that you do in prime so in prime they're pushing more everybody to be more individualized okay where they have specific roles which are like invader reaper collector and sentry which are oh, all like right yeah individual roles within the thing and you get synths that will for doing those sort of things so if you kill blockers you get uh, reaper synths or you get sentry synths if you kill invade if you invade and kill people you get invader synths that sort of thing sure you turn those synths into mo- moats that then when you go into the Reckoning, you spend the moats to get specific gear for that role. Okay. So you get invader-specific gear or sentry-specific gear that will give you a bonus to doing that thing in right. Prime. Okay. So you get individual bonuses on the armor, essentially. Um, and then that's your kind of like feedback loop of you do Prime to get into the Reckoning, to go back into Prime to get better things to go back into the Reckoning. And right, right. Ends up in a feedback loop like that. So, um, like, again, like, I mean, we'll get on to talking about Division later, but the fact that that game has, 
uh, loadout systems. Like it seems like this is, should have been a feature that comes as a part of this. If you have a specific armor set for Gambit Prime, for Gambit, yeah, or for Gambit even, like that feels well, like, like yeah. People already like I already I do that. Like I have like a set for PVE and a set for Crucible. With, sure, like, but especially it should, it should probably have like a button you can press to just yeah. swap between gear. Yeah. Like, especially um, if you've got, like, even if you've got a PvE and PvP one, like, if you're going to have to have a third one for Gambit, like, for that specific armor. Because, yeah. But that, so that, that was the thing that I wondered when I was watching the, the kind of, here's what the Drifter video is. Like, if you, is that armor of any use outside of Gambit? I mean, it's still armor, so you can still wear it like armor, you just don't get the set but, bonus for so it. So the, the thing I was going to wonder is, like, if I come into Drifter, like, two weeks behind whoever it is, is everyone in the open world just going to be running around in that specific armor set? No, not okay. in the open world, probably. Okay. Fair and enough. Prime, you might see it, but, like, yeah, not... Yeah. Um, probably won't run around in the open world, because you still sure. get um, your powerful gear drops for dailies and weeklies and stuff that are probably better suited to the PvE stuff. Sure. You just do the reckoning to make your... to get your damn Prime gear essentially it really did make it look like the videos i've seen so far people playing like people playing prime with like the full armor sets and playing classes and mm. all this good stuff it feels very esporty which i assume is intentional yeah like, so it was very uniforms and color coded and all this kind of yeah stuff. so now that now that everybody kind of has an individual role and those roles are very well defined and have color classes and different armor sets stuff like that you could see it being more team-based and more esportsy if you really want to yeah, the main thing is that prime that prime isn't like solved right. like Gambit is. Right. So like invading actually has a purpose now because like the the spawns are more random and the maps are bigger, so they can't instantly just hunt you down and kill you. Like they oh, can is it in Gambit. is it new specific maps for prime? Yeah, so there's, specific, oh. there's, there, there's a couple of prime specific maps and two I think normal pr- Gambit maps that are also prime maps. Right, but, sure. So, they, but they just can't. They can't do the thing that they normally do in Prime and uh, normal Gambit, which is wait until they hear the invade and point all their sniper rifles at all the spots yep. and then call it out and kill you. Then somebody will get it. The, yep, fair enough. Yeah, that's kind of what it's, I saw. It's yeah. Normal Prime is horrifically bad now. Our normal Gambit is horrifically bad now. It's really sad because I like Gambit a lot. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's so that's that's kind of like the new stuff in it. So how uh, how is the story stuff in this rolled out? So the story stuff. There are two main storylines that appear to be going on right now, which is your allegiance story. Okay. So you get the option of you talk to the drifter at some point, and it basically gives you the option of siding with the drifter or siding with the vanguard. Uh, okay. And you get you get individual stories that way. Oh, um, weird. Okay. Which are which the ramifications of which aren't yet to be seen. Like we okay. don't know what it actually means because I sided with the drifter, and I don't know what that means. Okay. But they. I assume it will be explained further down the line. But the, um, but the inference there is that there is some kind of tension between the Drifter and the Vanguard, right? Like, well, yeah, so the, the, the story for a long time is that the Vanguard don't like what the, the Drifter's doing, but they tolerate it. Right. Because the, the whole story behind the Drifter is like, they tolerate him being there and let him use Gambit, but there are a bunch of people who are telling them, no, this guy's dangerous, you need to let him stop. But we've never so really lot- known why until... Not really, yeah, not until now. Right. Um, okay. We, you kind of you get more information about what who the drifter actually is and where he got like why he does gambit and where he got his, like all the story now is coming from uh, the so Zer, the guy who sells you exotics, yeah. now has a weekly bounty that will give you it gives you storyline related to the nine like that nebulous right. group of people who are nobody knows anything about yeah yeah so you get so you get more information about the nine but the nine are also linked to the drifter 
and how he goes gotcha. about doing his business. Yeah, I start so that's seeing, how you get your. Yeah. I start seeing references to Zur as well recently, like on the official, mm-hmm. the, like the Destiny Twitter or whatever it was, like Zur disappearing for a while because he's got the nine have got a new mission for him and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, okay. So I, he, I still, he still comes back every week, but you, you also get to see more of like who the nine are and what the nine are doing. That, and... That's an interesting. I, I like that idea. I'll need to. I'll need to dive in at some point and just. It's cool. Like you've stuff. already you've already missed the first week, but um, so you'll, so mi- you'll, you'll, you've you've missed the big cutscene that but like, everybody was talking about last week. Come back, right? Like I don't know. Of, I've got no idea. Like the, the last big like kind of secret cutscene was the kind of Marasov cutscene from. Dreaming City, which I still haven't seen because I've only recently got to the point where I can. But like, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, you you can't see that either. Like, there's no. Well, you can every three weeks. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I don't think you can. That's the problem. Really? Not anymore. Yeah, that seems crazy. Like, because like, oh, okay. Well, like, like, like it's a, it's a minor spoiler, but it's a spoiler that I had, I kind of have to say to clarify okay. as to why. Fair enough. Mar- Marisov has disappeared from the Dreaming City. Oh, like she's gone. Okay. So you can't, you can get into her, uh, the Queen's Court, but yeah. she's not there. So I don't know if you can still see the cutscene or not. Interesting. But that cutscene is very important, and the cutscene that was in last week is very important. Okay. I, mean, but, uh, I, mean, I don't know if you'll up. be able to see them or not. I mean, yeah. them up. How do you actually, how do you actually, how do you actually trigger that stuff? Is it just through Gambit play? Is there some specific. The cutscenes? Yeah. For the Jester stuff specifically. Zer's, Zer's Weekly Bounty is the. Right. So you, do Zer's, you do Zer's Weekly Bounty, and then. You get given an invitation by the nine, and you go and see the nine, and the nine bestow the information on you through in-game cutscenes or okay. CG cutscenes or whatever. Okay, I might just dive in today and see if I can just do that and see what it does. I mean, yeah, they're not hard to do. Okay. Like it's not like just kill some stuff and do a strike. Like that's not right. that hard. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and the other, so the other thing that came out with season of the Drifter is that um, Thorn is back. So that's <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, hearing you. So yeah, they, they released the. They, they released the so the, the the thing before this is they released the exotic quest for the last word, which is like the counter gun to Thorn. Yeah, like the last word is Shin Balfour's gun that he's using to hunt people down, and Thorn is the gun of the people he's hunting. Yep. So you put Thorn in, uh, and it's one of the most annoying exotic quests I've ever seen. Where it doesn't have it doesn't have the thing that really pisses me off in Destiny exotic quests, where it's like do a thing but if you get killed while doing it you'll lose progress because that's sure. just bullshit yep but the so the first few steps are fine and then you get to a step that is like get kills in crucible or sorry get specifically void or hand cannon kills in crucible you get extra progress if it's a void hand cannon of which there are like three in the game maybe yeah, four. Like yeah um you get extra progress if it's a void hand cannon and you get extra extra process or progress if it's in Crucible or Iron or Competitive or Iron Banner. Oh. And the best way of doing it is with precision streaks in competitive. So you have to get That's a lot. Precision okay. kills with void hand cannons in a competitive playlist or iron banner. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb that that's a thing you have to do. Wow. Like you could just sit and do it with like a normal hand cannon. It'll just take forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I finally I didn't have any of the void hand cannons, and I finally got one in a random roll, and it's crap. But like, right. it's it, the progress. You, is you, you can see your progress jump up by doing it, so I right. kind of have to use it until I finish this thing. That's very um, specific. That's but great. yeah, like, I there's mean, a reason behind it. There's a there's a story reason behind it, but sure. it is still really fucking annoying. It makes but, a lot of sense just from a kind of meta perspective, where 
Thorne basically destroyed Destiny 1 like Crucible. Yeah. Like it just it fucked it up so bad until they finally got around to nerfing it. But like yeah. it just it was a monster of a thing to deal with. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. it makes sense that they'd say like everyone will want this thing, so let's make it It's also it's also not dominant anymore like I mean, it's it, good no. it's still really good but it's not the, like it's waste, not taken over in any way the way stuff's been rebalanced i imagine it would yeah. it wouldn't be able to do the same stuff it, it could before so that makes sense like i still it's, it's still annoyed me where it's done the thing where i've like I've, I've killed the guy and started running away and then die and it's like oh it's because thorn proc has happened and i'm yep. burning to death on the way out yeah yep yep that's but it's yeah it's cool and i'm i'll 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 get to the same point I did with Malfeasance where I need to do a quest to do it, but I need people at 670 and I don't have people at 670. Right. Like, I only just got to 670. So sure. it's not... It's just weird but that... Hey, it's just weird that five years later we're going back to how Thorn... Like, the, the, the loop on this is fascinating. <laughs> like Yeah, I think, I, think it's cool. I think it's cool that you'll end that quest with having both The Last Word and Thorn in your inventory. Totally. Yep. Like, I think that's just a weird thing, but... That's cool. That's cool. It is cool. Um, so yeah, that's New Destiny season's pretty cool. It's fairly like reserved so far in terms of content because it is literally just Prime and Reckoning and then sure. all this other stuff. It, but it, I think it, I think because of the gradual way that Destiny likes to roll stuff out, there'll be newer things on the way. I it's, think that the way that like because they they tried it because with this batch of seasons or this is what year five four. 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 Yeah. Like the way they've done it with Black Armory, where like there was stuff just constantly rolled out, it makes sense that their second shot at this now with Drifter, they would can they have a plan, I assume. Yeah. For how this it is better it is better than Black Armory was. Even though the, even though people got mad because they didn't listen to the communication, it was still weird that hey, first thing in the new season pass, this is for the very high level and nobody oh, totally. else. I still haven't like, seen any Black Armory stuff. Like yeah. I, that's that was so... a weird thing to do, and Prime is for everybody. Like yeah. anybody can do Prime at any point. Yeah. And there's also as a benefit to getting back in. The Drifter now gives you quests that will give you gear at 640, so oh, you can cool. really boost your eye level way high nice. to get okay. into the swing of doing Prime, and is... that'll put you, that'll put you into a position of being able to do forges and stuff like that as well. So it's... is Prime a reckoning? Um have level advantages the way iron banner does yes it does it but does okay. because because it is team based and stuff like that it's not that mm. bad it's not like in crucible where it's mainly all about one-to-one gunplay yeah, yeah. And if somebody has a higher level gun than you you're just dead yeah like it's more there's more push and pull that you can be doing with it okay cool yeah i need to i need to come in and see i just haven't had a chance to, to actually dive out yeah and, and see absolutely. what it's like cool um so do you want me to keep going, or yeah, do you want good. to talk? Well, what's, I'll do. I'll do one. I've got a couple. You do your, yeah. Um, so there's a couple of things. Um, mainly the occupation and Babbit is you, which I'm not going to talk about because we've got videos going mm. up this the week you're hearing this, um, mm-hmm. which have some stuff. But both are very good for very different reasons, and you should check out. You should check out the videos yeah. for them. Baba, you, but they're they are both really cool. They're yeah. very good at ideas. Baba is you is one of the, one of my favorite videos we've done because just watching you have the same realizations at the same points. Was it's a cool game. Fun. It's, got some, it's a really interesting idea. That yeah. So the kind of small, forward. the smaller things I've been playing. Um, I played. I can't remember how I got this. I think it must have been through a. It was through a humble bundle. I think, but I discovered I had um, a copy of Late Shift. Which is oh yeah a, the FMV game yeah. yeah so it's like a it's like it came out last year I think it's like an FMV it's game more than that I think it was a couple of years ago was it maybe I um, think so British made FMV game uh, it's pretty good like 
in a yeah. not like in a not like FMV games have a have a habit of being like cheesy by nature, but they yeah. put some work into this, and like the camera work is real good, and it looks the, the production good. value. The production value in Late Shift is very good. Yeah, like, quite high. Like, have you, have you played the thing? I've not played all of it. Okay. But I've played some of it. Okay. Um, we played through like me and my wife just sat and played through the whole thing. It's like maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, it goes places and it's well made and like the script's not trash. It's I was genuinely surprised. It's worth like a hey, let's watch a movie. Actually, let's watch a movie and make some interesting decisions at the same time. Like it's yeah, it's, it's not of, it's, it's not bad. It's all right. People, people should look that thing up. Um, yeah. So there's that, and then the other one, I started messing about with um, a game that kind of did the Twitter rounds maybe last month sometimes, Cultist Simulator. Yeah, I've so, heard of this. So, one, of my, one, of the, one of my favorite um, YouTubers who reviews weird-ass video games called Mandalore reviewed it, and it seemed pretty cool. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's kind of got, so the, the interface, there's kind of the interface, and then there's the narrative stuff, and both are... Um, both are tied together, but they don't. It's it's a fucking weird thing. So you end up you start with like a table, with, and it's card based kind of, where you start with like it seems to randomly generate some stuff. You you choose like your kind of initial kind of um, character t- tendencies for like very very basic stuff, and it starts you and it's like so the last game I played like you start as like a a lawyer or like a trained account- it was accountant sorry like a trained accountant and mm. you have like a, like a health card which is like your your kind of day-to-day energy and work and all that kind of stuff you have health and persuasion and no not persuasion um persistence and vitality i think is the other one and so as, as, you, as your day-to-day like you have one of the spaces on the board is like here's your job so you need to put health into your or you need to put perception into your job every day to earn money and then from Mm. that you get gold cards um but every day you need to pay every cycle you need to pay gold cards to just keep yourself alive and buy food and have somewhere to sleep and all that kind of stuff and then as you go on there like you start to become very you, you, you start to meet people and like you start to have thoughts and feelings about various things and it starts to open up and get bigger and bigger and bigger and you essentially start you start a cult right and it is this fascinating push and pull of like it's basically resource management with a narrative but yeah but it's all it's all like weird card based yeah so you have like so so for instance so a progression would be and I've, I've, i've ran a couple of games it's also um it's kind of procedural, like no two runs are the same, quite. Yeah. Um. But so, for instance, like when I was the accountant, one, one of the things I find at one point is this book. Um. But you don't know what it is. But you need to feed. So the book then becomes a a, a thing you can on the board that you can put stuff into. And you're like, okay, so I'm gonna I need to put perception into the book, but I also need perception for my job, and I only have two cards. So if something else comes up that needs perception. Like I'm gonna stuff's gonna go bad. So I put work in that, and then the book turns into like, okay, this book has revealed this location, and also these thoughts and feelings that you have as well that you need to feed. And you're like, okay, so I can take that, and then I can use like a work, like a health card to go explore that thing, and and all this kind of stuff. And it's all running real time, and everything mm. has like a different, um, 
cycle. So something will happen every 60 seconds, maybe, or something will happen every three minutes. Or, um, so for instance, your job, if you don't go to work every day in game day, then your position in the work drops and you could be fired, like that kind of stuff. But you also will then, meanwhile, while you're doing that, you want to train your perception up so you have more of each card to be able to feed into different things and actually expand yourself and all this kind of stuff. And then it starts to get into... Like, oh, if you miss, if you don't have enough gold to pay your upkeep fee, then you get sick. And in order to, to recover yourself from being sick, you need to get gold from somewhere or to buy medicine. So you feed it gold mm. or you can feed it one of your health cards, but you also need health to do other things. Or, um, and it, so, if you, so you can very easily like be so focused on one thing that your other faculties get kind of put to one side and that can really catch up with you if you get ill and also the police are after you because you did something horrible and you negate because you're it's, a cult leader That's... because you've 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 there's a the and so one of the things that can happen is as you go out and like talk to people and kind of recruit them to do various things you say well i here's my idea i think you should come and help me with this stuff and you can send them off to go investigate places and all this kind of stuff the more visible you are out in the world the more like so stuff starts appearing for like the police start appearing and they'll be like it'll just be like one inspector like who caught you talking to someone out in the street once and he'll just sit and spin in the corner every now and then mm, and like every yeah, three yeah. minutes something will proc and it'll either be like nah he's, he didn't really see anything or he's like ah now he's on to you in some kind so at that point you can then take one of your cultist cards which is one of your followers and be like you deal with him in whatever way you want and then yeah. that point, and then so you've put that to one side, but then you just threw a cop in the river, so people are going to be at like it just spirals out in really really interesting ways. Um, and it seemed like a, it seemed like a really cool thing for uh, really like dynamic storytelling. Totally, like, like and it, like I said, I've played, I've played, I've, well, I say played, I've died three separate times in three different yeah. ways, and yeah, the the story it starts to tell is really really interesting. Um, it's also very difficult to talk about like without seeing it. Once you see it yeah. on screen, it's like oh it's, okay, this starts. Yeah, to make it sense. makes complete sense looking at it because it is a very weird sort of interaction, and it feels zone the, to look at, and also like. If, if anyone's going to play it, the thing I would definitely recommend is like you're going to fuck up constantly because it oh, yeah, doesn't it doesn't tutorialize you like basically at all. Like the yeah. first time you boot up, there's no intro. It's like boom, here you go, here's your job, and you're just like messing about with like putting cards and various things and seeing what happens and all this kind of stuff. So you, you kind of over time start to get to grips with some of the mechanics and um, it's cool. It's very good. Um, and then the other thing was I finally got around to finishing the. Um, Oh, what's the name of that game? The Switch Mech game, um, Damien X Machina. They put out that um, demo. Well, it's a demo. Yeah, yes, okay. it's a demo. Um, but they put it out. It's like five, six missions or something like that in there. Um, that ends with like one of their big robot fights. Um, that game's cool. It could also be terrible if they do any more. Like, it felt like five missions was just enough to know that I'm interested, but also enough to see that this could go real bad if yeah. if it's more of that. The so current like, history of uh, mech games does not bode well for this thing. Kind so. of, yeah. So like, and it's kind of the thing I want, where I wanted like a a more arcadey, like Zone of the Ender style mech game. Like it's been a while yeah. since there's been one of them. And that is very much like, Zone of the Enders is the closest thing to this, basically in terms of like visuals and controls and kind of tone almost as well. Um, 
I will say, like, from the jump, performance currently is kind of bad. Like, frame mm. rate hitches are constant, and especially if there's a lot of explosions on screen and a lot of stuff flying by you, like, it gets chunky pretty quickly. But, again, it's early, it's not, it's still not, it's now out till, like, August or something like that, so they have some time. Um, but it does look really nice. It's got that kind of Zone of the Enders-ish, cel-shaded look. The characters look cool, the mechs look awesome. It's got enough of that um, kind of Armored Core-esque, you can really customize your mech, but not to the extent where it goes, like, not to the extent where it's, like, as batshit as, as Core is. Yeah, it's like we have to worry about heat management and yeah, like they, and all that they kind of they kind of narrow it down to like you can upgrade your processor and your core. Your processor gives you X amount of points to spend. Each one of these bits costs points, and you can work it from there. Um, and it's got a really cool like it's got a really good um, like paint customization mechanic, which is pretty good. Oh like God. you can really customize your your mech real real nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a arcade it's an arcadey mech game very much in the the the, the mold of zone of the enders and it ends virtual on is it as arcadey as virtual on no because that's very much like kind of one-on-one or like yeah. one-on-four whatever it was no this is very much one v one v one yeah so like one of the missions like so there's there's a couple of different missions like there's the, the initial training mission there's a defend this church or this building in the center of town um mission and then the final one is like here's a big fucking robot like you need to work out to kill this thing and that was the one that kind of revealed the potential weaknesses of this thing and it could also be that i'm just missing something but it got to Mm. the point in that big robot fight at the end where i was just running out of resources like i just had no ammo i had no um my health was low and there wasn't a lot of health pickups around there and it has this mechanic as well where like like loads of games have this where like if you try and leave the mission area it will bring you back in but the problem is with that like the boss moves around that area quite a lot and is quite often right up at the edge so if you fly behind him and he knocks you back out into the world out into the like null zone bit of it like it the game forces you slowly back into the center of the the map and you have no control you can't shoot you can't do anything it will just fly you back to which point the boss will then see you and knock you back again. So I get I get mm. stuck a couple of times in that loop of them just knocking me back and back out to the point where I couldn't shoot anymore. And then if you also don't have ammo, like your or um they might just call it stamina actually, like the kind of boost meter. Um you just kind of float back in and get knocked back again and all this kind of stuff. Oh no. That wasn't fun. But yeah. the flying round, like finding weak points and dodging missiles and really fucking this dude up was it was fun um yeah. story seems really interesting it's like a like you're part of a mercenary group who um who like and basically corporations will cut it's kind of they're it's obviously future but they're, they're they haven't gone into a lot right of uh, they haven't gone into very deeply about what the state of the world is like you're going to things that very much look like cities like walled cities but we don't know if there's been some kind of maybe this is just the world, maybe this is a different planet. Like we haven't gone into any of that recently. But basically, you have your your member of a mercenary group, and there will be contracts that a bunch of different mercenary groups can take at the same time. So you'll go into one of these missions, and it'll be like, "Oh, I'm this dude from this group. I'll I'll take this thing as well." So you're all. It seems like they're cycling characters pretty well, and the dialogue is 
very Japanese. It's fine. It's very it's anime. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's a bit anime, but I I like the designs and I like the way it looks. I just hope the performance sure. gets better. It's it, yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's got. I'm hopeful for it. There's also a mechanic in there as well that's that, that they don't go into, but could be interesting. Where you get um, you can spend your your credits that you get from jobs to basically like skill upgrade your pilot, which will give you like oh better accuracy and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's definitely there's a point in the tree where it starts becoming like you now need to augment yourself, where mm. it's like oh we're gonna like replace your arm with a better arm. Mm. And that's at that point you can't go back. So there's definitely like a so like I was oh, so there as there's a commitment thing. There's no respect or anything. Yeah, there doesn't seem do. not 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 once you cross that line with various. So for instance, like there was the, the and it's split into like different body parts as well about what you can upgrade. So like for the head section, like I wanted a thing that was like greater lock on distance, and then once you cross that line into like oh you now have fake eyes. It visually changes your character as well. Like your eyes change, and you cannot visually make them look like the old ones. And also, it doesn't look like you can go backwards from there. So there mm-hmm. might be an interesting thing in there of like, what happens if you just go full robot yourself, or full like synthetic? Yeah, sure. Or there's there's some some stuff in there that is um, interesting. But um, yeah, that was kind of else. That was kind of that was kind of my stuff, except for the stuff we've both done. Mm. Um, what else do you have to talk so I... to, to bring to the table? I have the brand new Devil May Cry game. Fuck. Devil May Cry 5. <laughs> yeah. This this goddamn um, thing. So yeah, so I am a huge fan of character action games, yep. especially Devil especially Devil May Cry. I do love Devil May Cry a lot. Uh, so I was really excited when I I was even a fan of DMC even when people were not. Um yep. I thought that game was fantastic. But they released the next numbered Devil May Cry game and Devil May Cry Five, and holy god, is it just amazing! It so this is not such an amazing video game. So we should clarify: this has nothing to do with DMC, which no. was the this is Cap, this is Capcom taking back development instead of Ninja Theory. Who did Ninja like, Theory? That's who it was. Yeah. yeah, this is Capcom. Capcom taking development back, and they have and they have basically they have written back. Yeah. They have written DMC out of the lore like they don't even acknowledge that game existed which is no because it was, it was it was supposed to be like a weird side story reboot sort of thing so they just they took it back and then continued the story on from four yeah it's instead. just like it just seems very strange that that's the direction they took where like they've basically yeah. never mentioned it um so, but yeah no, this game's cool this game's real awesome so, it's so good it's unbelievably good for so many reasons i like so it starts off with um nero who was the protagonist from four um he the, the entire story revolves around this demon prince called yurzian who invades earth yet again and brings hell to earth so the demon hunters have to band together and try and take out yurzian because the game starts with everybody getting the shit kicked out of them yes and you have to like go back and fix stuff but the game basically starts with um nero getting his demon arm cut off that he got from four gets sliced off and gets replaced with a robot hand and now they have to go him and dante and the new character v have to go and try and stop the prince yurzian and the story really kind of doesn't matter um it is there purely for there to have dumb cutscenes to push you forward into the next bit of gameplay this game is entirely just how good it feels to kick the shit out of um, demons um, but they, they they do like dumb cutscenes and stuff in the middle to try and like push you through it because this game is 
profoundly dumb. Like in 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 the way that we talk the, about dumb, like yeah, the, in, in the a best great possible way. way yeah, yeah, it is trashy and campy and the most like B movie video game that. But it's it's so good at it, and I think it's so it's think, so aware of what it is. Totally, like the reason why this works. Yeah. yeah, the reason why this works is it fully understands that's what it is. Like if you you can tell instantly what they're going for by looking at the the late title card cutscene. Yep, uh-huh. with um, Nero mm-hmm. and Nico killing demons while flipping through a car. It's ridiculous. Yep. But um, yeah, so the meat of the game is the combat and i can say i can safely say that it's probably the best character action game i've probably ever played sure um it is so solid in its mechanics and it is really good at ramping you into it's all it's an entire game that's devoted to trying to make you feel cool yep and it's really good at ramping into harder and harder things to make you feel cooler and cooler yeah so you start off with nero who really only has one thing to worry about, and it's his devil trigger, which yep. is his, as for mentioned, robot hand, <laughs> which can be different things. There are multiple different devil triggers that all have different abilities that are mapped to your B button. Yeah. So, for example, like my one of my favorites is uh, Gabera, who, who when you hit B gives you like uh, an air dash yep. sort of. So the only things you have to worry about with Nero are your gun, your sword, and your devil trigger. Also, just to check, like that, I'm not missed some tutorial part yeah. of this which so you can have like multiple versions like multiple different hands in your inventory yeah. at once you can't switch between them freely right no, okay. You can't. okay so the, the things the things that you can do are if if you are mid move with your devil trigger and you get hit your devil trigger breaks and you cycle to the next one in your magazine yep um if you pick up one that instantly becomes the one on your hand yeah and you can also uh, do i can't remember the name of the move because all the moves have dumb names but it is <laughs> You like drop you physically like drop the hand yourself and it causes like a little explosion. Yep, it's like that's a get another out of jail way of cycling through your magazine. Yeah, moment. so you can do that to like get out of stuff when it grabs you, or you can use it as a combo thing in a really weird way. But right. um, so yeah, with Nero, you only really have three things to worry about, but you can still do a lot. Yeah, like there's the, a lot of you can still you can still like you can still like do your combo, knock them up in the air. Do your air combo, use your devil trigger to reset, do another combo, knock them on the ground. There are still multiple things you can do even with those three buttons. And it gives every devil trigger has like a, a grapple that you can pull people towards you with. Yes. Which means that you can do the things of like knocking people away, then pulling them back to continue a combo. And it just. It, pulling yourself it, up into it, the air is a good one as well. Yeah, you can also pull yourself towards heavier enemies or pull yeah. lighter enemies towards you. And there's a whole bunch of things, especially with the different. Um, abilities of devil triggers there's a lot of variety that can go on yep. like there's one specifically there's like a big fist that the the use function of he detaches the fist and the fist flies around and hits enemies multiple times yeah i like that so one. you can do yeah. so you can do the thing where you like knock them up in the air fire the fist at them to keep them up in the air combo the guy on the ground then jump up after him yep so it is like really good at making you do really cool looking stuff with not a lot of effort and it is that's exactly what you want from something like devil may cry Totally. Um, so I will say, you, you like, can, you as, can obviously get into it in a way more wager way, like, oh yeah. figuring out longer combos. But if you just want to be really basic about it, you can still do really cool shit. So, like c- kind of related to that, I was, I had this feeling, and I couldn't quite put my finger on why I didn't like it. But I, I was listening to to um, Patrick Klepik talk about this, where the, it's been a thing in all those games where, like, as you're comboing, it has your grade on screen that progressively yeah. gets like DCA S. 
There's like three S's yeah. or something like that, whatever it is. Two, yeah, three S's, yeah. As a person who doesn't play a lot of these games, like I played DMC because that thing was just batshit insane visually. Like yeah. I wanted to see mm-hmm. the visuals in that game. Um, having that thing on screen is a little bit demotivating when, like, I'm not good at these games. I don't like fighting games. I don't play a lot of these type yeah. of games. Having it there and just being like, oh, I was I was in the middle of an A combo and then just get sidelined by a random enemy and knocked it back down again. Like, anytime that happens is super demotivating. Like, I'd kind of but like to be able to hide that until the end of the... But- that's what it's there for totally. like that yep. that's exactly what it's supposed to do totally it's and suppo- it's, it, the get the especially with the the style combo system and stuff it's supposed to be driving you towards being doing cool stuff and looking cool and doing amazing things it's i think and it's, you don't you don't get to do that unless you get sideswiped and you get knocked into the and you're like oh shit i need to build this combo back up but again. that's the thing like, like it's like not the the game is dictating to you what cool is and that's the yeah it is and, and, but like in a way that's like I can come what I me coming out of a combat scenario feeling awesome will be different from you coming out of a combat scenario and feeling awesome because we'll have done very different things that are above yeah. our skill levels or on our skill sure. levels but the game saying like no you suck you're better is not great but I get what it's doing I get the, the, like, the yeah, mechanical part of it I don't I, I, I can see the argument but it is yeah. like I, I also, I, I also, don't, I, I don't, I don't think that matters in a game that's single player. Totally, like, unless I, you're, unless yeah. you're yes. literally comparing yourself to other people. It well, really no, doesn't matter. It's not, it's like, not, it's not even a comparison. You're not comparing yourself to other people. You're comparing yourself to the game's impression of yeah, what but, it wants but, from but what, you. But what you're saying is that by two people playing the different games, and one person gets an no, A, one person no, gets a D. Okay. Sorry, maybe I didn't explain it right. The thing is, like, I will come out of that thing with a, I will come out of that thing feeling like I did awesome and come out with a C, and. Like that's ignoring other people for a second. That's the game telling me that wasn't good enough, despite the fact that I feel uh, fucking great. Like, but it's the, the, but it's it's not really like the, the, it's a it's a C, but it still labels that C as a cool combo. Like C yeah, stands for cool and definitely try. But it's also like, not it's a not, double it's S, not, it's, S, right? It, like it's it's not. But that but that's supposed. It's not supposed to put you down. It's supposed to be a motivator to be like you can hit that if you just like try. It's yeah, not, totally. Yeah, it's and I get it's like, not it's it's not putting up C as a way of saying you're bad because it's still saying you're doing cool things. It's literally using the word cool. Yeah, true. But it's true. saying there are higher things. And I'm saying like I, saying that say, saying that oh I got a C so I'm bad isn't true in Devil May Cry. No, and, and I get you, you've I, done something that is pretty cool. You could just do more. It's I get not, the, I get that that's what these games are, and I get that. And there yeah. was, there definitely has been. One of the reasons I've never really got into them, like I've kind of liked the the like like you say, the kind of B movie schlocky nature of, yeah, yeah. of what these games have always been, and kind of how they looked. And DMC just blew that out of the fucking water, as far as I can tell. This one's got its moments, but um, the reason why I've never got into these is there has always been a feeling of I don't want to say elitism, but like there's definitely been like a I, I kind of map it to people who people who talk about like. People who talk about Dark Souls and people who talk about um, like like real hardcore fighting games, like mm. yes, you can play it, but you're not playing it right. You know what I mean? Like I, so I I I think that in a in a situation where that where a game is like not competitive and not it's literally only a single player thing, talking like that doesn't matter. Like no, it's I, not. 
to like saying saying you're playing the game wrong you can do that in like a fighting game like you can be bad at a fighting game because there is someone there to beat you yeah and there is a thing there is a thing where you could be worse than other people and a single player game who gives a fuck like what you do no, as I, long I, as you're having fun it I, doesn't matter and i agree but like when you never when you're trying to get into a series or a genre like that and everything you read about it is like Oh, it's like it's all about like here's your triple S and Dante must die mode and like here like yeah your, like even even I didn't play are... Dante must die mode that's for fucking crazy people like exactly not... but like when, yeah. when when a genre or a or a series creates that kind of ethos around it like it can be a motivator to some people but also can really put people off I think and that's the impression I had of the series because I played one and I played a chunk of two and like two is bad but yeah totally and yes I I didn't even particularly like one. But like, it definitely was this thing of like, you like th- there's there's a skill ramp to this that if you don't if you do not want to take this skill ramp, get the fuck off the train. Like that was the very much the impression that it gave, and uh, it's, it's, it's hard to wear that off if that's the. I'm not saying it's the right impression. I'm saying that's the impression it got yeah. that it did. It, sure, that, sure, sure. That yeah. it made no effort to kind of dispel for me. So when you're on that, so so I didn't want to touch anything. I would never have gone near this game. If people had not said like no, it's totally batshit off yeah. the off the rails, like and, yeah, and like I guess, so I came, I went in, I put it on normal or human or whatever yeah. the base difficulty thing is, yeah. and I'm just like I'm just having fun, just beating the crap out of people, and that's yeah, that's seeing fine. The that's all you need, totally, yeah. and that's the thing, like it's with the fact that that's now an option. I will say also for people who are coming into this, do not make the same fucking mistake I did. Um, Red orbs are shared between characters. Yeah, so red orbs are my Nero is super powerful right now, and then I've just been given V and have no money. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, the, going back to my point about sorry, the game yes. ramping in, um, so you got you get Nero. Yes, you have a lot of things that you can worry about with your devil trigger, but that's just part of experimentation. Yeah, and then the game puts you into V, who is something entirely different and devil may cry so i am fascinated to know how you reacted to v as somebody who's into these games so v is a v is like a summon fighter you don't fight as yourself you fight as uh griffin shadow and nightmare and devil trigger who are like other entities and yourself that you control on the battlefield and v just sort of like sits on the sidelines controlling them yep um so it is really different and i didn't like playing it v at first um because it is so Devil May Cry is like in their action like multiple handle multiple enemies all at once like you are there doing thing but taking a step back and watching other people do it is a strange experience especially when the control scheme is like instead of it being like X is gun and triangle is sword it becomes X is one person and triangle is the other person and they each have individual movesets that are dependent on like whether you're locked on or not or where the stick position is and you want to do different things with different people so you have to instead of comboing being about you looking at one person and managing what they're doing you're managing two people at once and it's a really strange and breaking experience when you're like instead of worrying about yourself you're worrying about where other people are yeah um but it gets really interesting after a while especially when you realize that you can how how you can do your move to like position people on the battlefield right. so like for example if you're if you're like watching shadow do a combo and you're like trying to do the time press and stuff and you notice someone coming in from the side 
if you pull back on the stick and do Griffin, Griffin teleports instantly back to you. It does like a bubble of electricity, which is sort right. of like a keep away from me move. Sure, sure. So it becomes more about you also have to manage these two things, but also yourself and where you're positioned at any given moment. Mm. So that's just like the extra level of uh, complexity in the combat of they've given you this new character. There's little jump. And instead of you just worrying about yourself, you have to worry about these other people because these other people also have their own health bars and their own move sets and yep. everything to worry about while also worrying about yourself. Cause you're very frail as V you don't yeah, have yeah. a lot of uh, health. There's a lot of like keep away moves. And it's, after a while, once you get into it, it's really cool. It's a really interesting idea. Um, that and the fact that you can just sit and fucking read poetry is so weird that's um, a, that is such a great so what yeah is that like a todd so move is that what it is no so it's like so, so v's devil trigger is he summons nightmare like a big golem thing that yeah. destroys the environment and helps your combo and all that sort of stuff and you can also power up your summons with it mm-hmm. but if you if you hold the right trigger he pulls out his little book of poetry and just starts reading from it and it gains devil trigger for it right okay so you can just sit in the background reading poetry letting all your monsters do all the work and gaining devil trigger at the entire time right so you can then use that to power up the moves of your summons or summon nightmare again whatever you want really it's sure um, so but it's, it's just this weird, cool little thing that he can that, do. Because he actually, like, it's not just like he looks, like he reads, right? Like, yeah, he, he reads. He reads aloud the poem. Like, <laughs> yeah, you hear him talk, doing the poetry. Oh, um, great! So, what's what's, like, the, what's the reaction time between like you hitting hitting the shadow button and shadow doing something? Like, it, does it feel like you're it, it using a sword? As, it, yeah, see, it feels okay. the same as a sword. It's just he's okay. he's in the environment somewhere right. instead of you doing it. Um, there's no delay or anything like that. Right, okay. You can also use the the interesting thing is you can use Nightmare to solve puzzles. Like there are puzzles in V levels where there is a giant wall that if you summon Nightmare he breaks the wall down to get through. Right. Which is like a, it's just a weird thing that you can spend your devil trigger on to get through <laughs> hidden areas. It's pretty interesting. Okay. Cool. Um and then the next step up from that is eventually you get to control Dante again. And Dante is fucking wild. Like it's insane. <laughs> Like, this is the best Dante that I've ever seen in the Devil May Cry game. So instead right. of it just being like, I have to worry about my Devil Trigger, I have to worry about my summons, Dante has different melee weapons that you can swap between, different ranged weapons that you can swap between, and different combat styles that you can swap between. Right. So you have three separate things that can all be different all at once, that all sit and interplay off of each other. So every move that you do depends on what weapon you have and what style you're in. Okay. So the combinations become fucking insane after a while. Where so you've got your there's like Swordmaster style, which is all about your melee attacks, which yep. means that your your B button, which is normally like your special button, like it activates your devil trigger as Nero or something yep. like that. Like it's what you'd use for the character unique thing. Yep. Your B button becomes many, many different things depending on what weapon you have and what style you're in. Yeah. So if you're in Swordmaster and you have uh, rebellion out Dante's sword it does his little like hand spin move that yeah, he's yeah. always had where he like juggles people in the air but if you swap that to then being uh, your Ifrit or whatever they're called I can't remember your like fist, yeah. the, your fist punchy move yep. it becomes like a bicycle kick and right. you can swap between you can swap between any gun at any point mid combo oh Jesus so you can do right. some fucking insane stuff with yeah. like Swapping between forms and weapons mid combo, where you can like start in Swordmaster, start a combo, juggle people in the air, 
knock them up, do the air combo, swap to Gunmaster and Ebony and Ivory, do the tornado gun thing twice to keep them in the air, <laughs> swap back to Swordmaster, hit them again because the combo is reset, bring them back down. So you could do mental, mental things, and it's it, it feels amazing to sit and do. Like, it's so... Once you get your head around it, it yeah. becomes... It, it just it adds so much variety and so much option to the combos that is it feels so good and my favorite one is um there's a style that's on the bottom called royal guard mm-hmm. and his the b the character specific one at that point becomes a parry oh and it's right and okay. it's not just a parry you can also perfect parry where if you get it exactly right you get counter attack options right so it is it, like the second I discovered that's what it was, my mind was blown of like, oh Christ, I have options for parries now as well. So you can like do your entire combo and then notice at the corner of your eye you're about to be hit, swap to Royal Guard, parry it, swap back and then get into a different combo. Right, and it's right. wild. That's it's so mental. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and it can, it can, that I can understand if someone is not in that mindset becoming overwhelming because it is, a lot like yeah. it's a lot uh, the first time that you see dante and the first thing you can like realize you can swap things mid combo and swap styles and everything it's a lot to deal with at once but but, the, but the, i think that the game has spent a lot of time before that kind of ramping you into understanding how the combo system works oh totally like yeah, yeah giving you more options yeah but then when it eventually goes here's everything go you feel like you can understand it at that point right it's I think it does an excellent job, to okay. be honest. So um, the other thing that, like, again, the, the thing that I got kind of apprehensive when I started was that, and I appreciate that it's there, especially for their skill tree stuff, is that you can go into the void at any point, which is just like a training yeah. room, and it yep. gives you, like, it, that like that shit looks like a fighting game, where it's like, you get, yeah, you what, get stands, game training mode. Yeah. what stance do you want the enemy to be in? Like, what do you want to show on screen? Like, here's exactly your combo number, yep. your capital damage yep, yep, yep. number, and all that stuff, and you're like... You could do some, yeah, like you said, you could do some wild shit with this. The, but... the, fir- the first time I got the option to go into the Void with Dante, I did just to like oh, totally. see what he could do. And yep. I sat there for a long time just being like, what the hell can this guy do? And it's, just, yeah, the, it's, the it's ability, really cool like, to have. It's... The ability for you to take any skill on that skill tree into the Void to try it before you spend money on it seems critical. Yeah, really, really smart idea. Yeah, yeah really, really sure. good idea. Um, um, and then we just like... On... Da- yeah, Dante still has all like access to all these different guns and his different weapons like my favorite being that he now wields a broken in half motorcycle as like double chainsaw swords that's that the, are i want to get to that point in this game i need to it's see this mental it's <laughs> insane like there's the story of how that happens is just oh it's oh, it's nuts it's so crazy so the but i'm so glad it's there like oh yeah for sure and we should also say like the, the stuff around the gameplay as well like this is built on the Resi 7 engine, which is the same the thing. The RE7, the, yeah. And the, or the RE engine, I think it's called now. Yeah. So that's Resi 7, the 2 remake. Like, this engine is real good. Like, it oh, runs... Yeah. Excellent engine, yeah. Excellently on PC, which is where we're both playing it. It looks really, really nice. Like, the, some of the yeah. character details and the um, the enemy designs are just something else. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's really well put together. I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying it. To be honest, yeah, I really it's, am. it's such a it's such a good thing, especially for like for 
the old guard like me and for yeah, yeah. people like you like, yeah, like totally. to both be enjoying it is unbelievable it's such a success that like how are really like knocking it out of the park they're doing well they, yeah like they're doing really well which yeah. is should probably also briefly I, I, oh, sorry on you go i just that ever since i think monster hunter did really well for them they've yeah. really been like doing success after success and yeah which is good for them it's excellent oh, totally. for them um it should also probably mention that the the side stories for resi 2 came out um mm, yeah, yeah, recently yeah. i played through all of them they're interesting they're not like there's no new voice acting there's no new there's not there's not any kind of like not a lot of new content it's the same it's kind of similar areas that you've seen from from different playthroughs and stuff just you're playing as different characters the yeah. difficulty level meter so there's like so, so there's three there's three scenarios uh each scenario's got a difficulty level and a story and it's basically like a time attack almost where like there's a timer that you it's a competition to get like or like it's competitive to get to the end as quickly as possible um the difficulty levels are entirely the wrong they're entirely inverted like the one that is two stars i still have not finished the one that's four stars i finished first time and i don't understand it but um they are um yeah you basically get from from point a to point b and you have a bunch of equipment to start with and you pick up equipment along the way there are some zombies with backpacks that if you take them down you get stuff out of their backpacks and there's also vending machine not vending machines um yeah vending machines throughout the level that you can pick one of three things out of and you don't get the other two and yeah you basically just have to get to the end and that's it and it's a couple of interesting side stories from characters that you've met during re2 um so yeah i I need to i need to do clear playthrough is the thing i'm missing at the minute i need to do my clear playthrough and and finish that game off um we should take a quick break and then come back with a a little bit of uh, a little bit of news i believe you have you have some some music for us so one of my one of my favorite like little things that i didn't talk about in devil may cry is the the dynamic music system Right, where yep the the themes for combat and character themes are can be changed dependent on your combo level. Mm-hmm. So where when you go from D to double uh, triple S, the song changes and builds yep. towards it, and it does it in a different way to other games. Whereas normally when you get further along and higher in whatever the game is measuring, the song like builds and builds and builds into a massive crescendo. Devil May Cry instead builds into this like weird sort of like it ramps into you getting into A to triple S and then when it gets to A to triple S it sort of levels out but it adds more songs to it to just make it sound cooler Yeah. whereas that's like a bass line or some vocals or like whatever it is it doesn't build anymore it just sort of adds more elements to it to make it sound better Yeah. which is what it mirrors perfectly what that game is trying to do with its combo system which is just make you look cooler um and the best way, of, the best way of demonstrating that is, I'm just going to let you listen to one of the songs called "Devil Trigger." Yep, is the it's basically the theme to the game. It is trashy. It is awful. It is a bad song, but it is so perfect for what that game is. <laughs> yep, um, that chorus yeah, so is it's, thing. So, it's bad. It's so bad, but it is it is perfect for what that thing is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, this is "Devil Trigger" from the DMC Five soundtrack. Yep. 
Um, so check post for links where you can buy that. And we'll be back. Actually, with Division, because I haven't actually talked about that yet. Yeah. We'll be back with some Division after this. So that was Devil Trigger from the DMC5 soundtrack. I'm sorry that I made you listen to that, but it is—it's so too bad. Good it's great. For what that game is, that yep. It's and it's it, the way that it dynamically chops and changes as you get better at combos. It's it's so nuts. It's crazy. And like, it kind of epitomizes the tone and the, that yeah, whole game absolutely. has. Yeah. It's awesome. It's 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 trashy and it's screamo and it's yeah it's just yep. bad. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's like a little bit a little bit of J pop in there as well. It's, oh, it's but yeah, going from something that is so profoundly stupid to something that takes itself very seriously. I don't know. I'd is, say that some of divisions profoundly nah, stupid as well. It's pretty stupid, but it does a different way. It. Like that oh, game yeah. takes itself very seriously yeah. for what it is. Oh yeah. So Division Two came out. We are yep. we put we've put fifteen hours into it at this point. Yep. Um, I was gonna say like this is probably the rest of the podcast, but there's, it's weird that there's not actually a lot to talk about. Like, if no, you, not really. If you if you played the first game, it is for sure more of that with yeah, some refining absolutely. systems. Um, we played a lot of that first game, so mm-hmm. it's it's. Oh, I, I wish I could remember who was talking about this, but I was reading a Twitter thread recently about game design and kind of. L- about how you experience like the the different ways you can experience games where you look at like something like devil may cry where your progression and your feeling and your kind of the enjoyment you get of the game is primarily about you like the like learning the combat system and achieving higher skill levels from that yeah like that's how you that's what you get that that's what that game's designed for um and the the reason why you're getting that is because the game is pushing back. The game's giving you harder and harder things to do and challenging you at every step of the way. And yep. accomplishing that is your is your kind of checkpoints in that game. The thing about the division is that it's so smooth that it just feels like there's no not a lot of resistance at any point. And I'm having fun with it, but it doesn't feel like I've They've taken the entire progress, like the, the the kind of mental progression of that game, and made it numbers. Where yeah. I don't think there's been a combat scenario yet in the 15 hours we've played that I felt particularly challenged. No, it is not a particularly difficult game, but that is not what they're trying to do. That's not the game they're making. No, for sure. Yeah. That's this is this well, is like the, the, I assume. I assume, and I've seen some end game stuff where it is a challenge because this yeah. is. Is a, it's a looter shooter, right? It's a loot yeah. MMO. Where I believe the, the term is game, Schluter. Thank you very much. Schluter or loot <laughs> MMO or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Where like raid bosses and endgame dungeon bosses and totally. stuff like that are legitimately have mechanics and like things that you have to do. But at the end of the day, they are really bullet spongy. Yes. And a lot of the enemies are just really bullet spongy. There's not a lot of like nuance to fighting people is literally just you need to put enough bullets into them until they're dead like especially like, especially the the heavy 
like the heavy names who are just like mm. literally covered in armor like Bomb I, keep armor, feel, yeah. I keep feeling like we're missing something instead of just pumping bullets to break the armor like well, I feel there's like the, the, there's the you can shoot the like box on their back to make the bullets explode or whatever but yeah there's not a lot of like subtlety in it we just have to break the armor totally and, and again like if you're, if, if you're designing a game that can be played with with somewhere between one and four people there's not a lot you can do where like oh like the way you would beat it is that you get one person to take aggro and the other person to sleek around the back and hit the round point yeah. like you can't do that if it's a solo game so how so how do you design that well the way you design it is you don't right you have yeah. like, spongy enemies right and that's how it works the but yeah like so it's I assume that this on ramp to, to, and again, like this is not a game that we're in. We're in this world where a game that comes out comes out for for fifty quid is the thing you're buying is not the first twenty hours. It's the next no. forty is the thing you're buying. It's the, it's the yeah after the first twenty. 30 hours or whatever it is the next 100 that is the thing that is the exactly and especially if yeah. they're, they're they're like they said they're putting content out for free and all that kind of stuff like you're investing now for the future like it's a weird yeah it's all early access is the wrong word because early access is a very specific meaning no like, it's, it, this is this is what this is what mmos and like games like diablo and stuff have been for a long time where it's yeah. just you do stuff until you're at the highest level and then you start worrying about like character builds and all that like that's that's what these games are like, but the, even destiny is that totally it's but like i think the you thing- do enough to get through the, to get to the top of the eye level or the light level or whatever you want to call it and then worry about okay i need to gear up to do a raid or i need this specific thing or whatever it is like that's the but you, you look at the reaction to you look at the reaction to destiny one even and i'm not making any Destiny 1 was a bad game at launch. Like, no yeah. questions here. So was, De- so was Destiny 2. So was Destiny but, 2. Yeah. But, like, the thing... But when, when when Destiny was... Like, it's weird to think back on Destiny 1 as how much it was actually pioneering at the time. Like, the amount of new shit it was doing at the time and what they were planning. Yeah. I, I, as in, that new shit. <laughs> in, 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 a, in, a, in a non-MMO it had, sense... Like, it had put, yeah, it had put a lot of ideas from different games and put them into yeah. a thing that people had never seen before. So, yeah. so you like if you were to go back to the, the time, like twenty fourteen or whatever it was, Destiny One came out. Um, if you were to go to them at that point and say, like, see this, the fifty quid you're spending now, like, yeah, you'll still be playing this in three years because we'll be rolling shit out. Like that was a yeah. new, like outside of the MMO space, like that was a new thing for you to do. And mm-hmm. now we're yeah. now in 2019. We're in a position where that is Ubisoft's entire business model, yep. where like Rainbow Six and Assassin, even the new Assassin's Creeds and all that kind of stuff. Like you invest at the start, we will roll more content out to you over the time. Yes. So you have your you have your seasons of content exactly, the, and you feel yeah. okay doing it because Ubisoft have such a track record of doing this and doing this well at this point. Like yeah, and even even like if you were to. Even if you're like, if Destiny Three was to come out next month, like I'd be reasonably confident that Bungie could roll out enough uh, content to make that worth it. I don't know about that. Like, you're not convinced by about, the new seasons? No. Well, no, no, no. Right. But think about it in context. Right. Destiny Two didn't get good until Forsaken. No. The okay. whole first season of content was bad. Like, yes, Warming I agree. And Curse were bad. Like, but as... you take you take into account Year Four, for, Forsaken. What we've seen of Year Four and the fact that oh, they're not, yeah. they're not now, tied to Activision yeah. anymore. No, I agree. Yeah, Where so like, Forsaken's great and the new season's great and everything like that. But 
we said that with Destiny 1 as well. Destiny 1 was bad up until Taken King. I agree. And then Taken King made it all right. But so they could just do it, and they did it again for two. So if three came out, I would be apprehensive right up until they had their big first expansion. But I think then I, I would care. It's been it's they've they've done enough. Like the state they're in right now, I would believe that they would at least do a serviceable job up to like they've they've got enough goodwill from us at this point. Sure, that I would yeah, yeah, believe yeah. that they have a thing. They have a they have a path forward. Um. So yeah. So like the thing. So to actually talk about division for a little bit like the fact that at launch there is like there is a lot of content in that game at launch for your money where like and again we haven't seen any of the post 30 stuff yet like the end game things at all but there's a lot of stuff in there for you to do and a lot of side activities and a lot of different paths to you getting you progressing yourself um yeah so they've definitely got that side of it in a good way like they've got they've they've got the we will take you through this and there's enough to keep you going in that whole mm-hmm. thing there's no grinding that we've seen yet like none of that kind of no, stuff no the, the the grinding is just like going through the game like that on ramp there's, is... there's, there's, there's nothing that you have to sit and do over and over again until... totally um but the side effect of that is like yeah like we're not being particularly challenged right now it's yeah. and like especially if you're doing it for long bursts at a time like it is like and i i do enjoy the the combat scenarios they put up like a lot of it pr- like primarily museum based in a weird way but like yeah um i like Re- the, museums and roofs are the museums and roofs um yeah. but like this there's a section there's a section uh about halfway through where we are where like oh yeah here's the 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 space museum and you're like, oh, we're just yeah. having this firefight on fake Mars with the rover right there. The one, the one, the one that, that impressed me the most was in the. I can't remember the name of the museum, but it was a bit with a planetarium. Yep, and uh-huh. that that was awesome. That was, it was cool. Like space was flying above you, and there were holes for people to pop out of, and stuff. It was really impressive. Yeah, but again, not terribly difficult. Not terribly. But it was difficult. just a cool environment to shoot people. Yeah, in. for sure. Um, and they do good environments that actually, once you. And again, like even if they just turn the diff- tune the difficulty up a little bit, like there is definitely room in those maps for or those areas for you to do some smart, like tactical work. Where yeah, the, sure. There's, yeah, there's yeah. been a couple of times where like you've pulled aggro and I've actually gone around the side and actually started sneaking up on yeah, people. Yeah, you can see it happen. Yeah, yeah, and you can definitely see that the AI is smart but not smart enough to feel cheaty where like if the enemy don't know you're there they do not know you're there so like when you come up behind them they have they have no idea they at least get that bit right so i'm hoping that bodes well for the end game stuff um and i will say like i've heard a lot of people kind of shitting on how that game looks in terms of like ain't gonna win any like best style categories but that game looks real nice like that game looks it's a technically impressive thing. Yeah. It's not an artistic like because it's only there's only so much you could do with a ruined, dilapidated modern city. And again, some of the is... be- some of the best stuff I've seen, like again, on top of like the planetarium and, and, and all those kind of areas, like the Dark Zone stuff looks like fun so fundamentally broken in terms of like yeah. a, a area that has just fallen apart. And like mm-hmm. especially the scenes the bits where the the what do they call the yellow What's the DC the 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 thing that make the the infection that's outside in the dark zone? 
DCO2 or whatever oh, it's called. DC something, yeah. Um, like it kind of casts this yellow haze across areas of that, which looks real yeah. nice. And like there's like sunset and uh, sunset and sunrise and there's lightning storms, lightning and storms and, and yeah. the fog and all that kind of stuff. Like it's a really good looking game. But again, it is it's a modern military style. So if you're not into that, that's fine. But like technically, it's a super impressive looking game, and yeah, it runs. It's a really good looking game, yeah. and it runs really well on my system. Like I was, I was worried. Like my original plan was to buy my 1060 for this game coming out, but like when I played the beta and it ran fine on my old 970, like and it's running. Like I haven't had a frame rate drop. I'm running at a solid 60 nope. at 1080. Like yeah, it's, I'm fine. Yeah. It runs great. It's totally fine. Um, yeah, totally. So yeah, and there's there there's definitely still some quality of life stuff that feels. Like I don't know being... this. There's there's good stuff and it's it's really good at just being able to for you like swapping around your the stuff that you are using. Yes, and but the the problem that I have with it is that it ob- it obfuscates the stuff that actually matters yes the problem so the problem the problem that was the problem that was in uh, the division one was that anytime you picked up a new gun there was a literal math equation that you had to run to be able to tell if it was a better gun or not because in you had to worry about well no no there was a math equation you could go to a website and type in the stuff and it would yeah, give it okay to you. Like, not in game let's say yeah there's not yeah. an in-game thing because you have to worry about like the dps versus the rpm of the weapon and all the the stats and stuff on it but the stuff that it is not as good as Destiny, where Destiny just has a number, and if that number is higher, it is a better gun. Yes, there are variances between guns in terms of like handling speeds and impact and all yeah, that stuff, and perks and all that kind of stuff. You can immediately damage. look at a gun. Yeah, you can immediately look at a gun and be like, "This is a higher level gun than it was before, and will be better." And I'll say they and patched the division, that into Division One at one point where they just had like, here's yeah. your here's your DPS like this is the here's number your, you yeah, care here's about. your overall gear score or whatever yeah but here that doesn't seem to be there so it's still just DPS versus RPM and it doesn't tell you if a gun's better or not so you have to sit and figure it out in your head of like well this gun has double the DPS but not double the RPM yep. so or or like half the D- RPM so you don't know whatever. It would be good if they just had a thing that said this gun is better. So, and the only way of doing that in the yeah. game is with the bit in the White House that is a shooting range, which will give you your actual literal DPS by firing at targets, or your TTK if you want your TTK, which is a weird measurement. But th- that's the only way you can get actual usable numbers. Yeah, which like- thematically makes sense in yeah. the. It's people in the real world firing real guns at targets and understanding what you can do. But in game sense, it's just a fucking hassle. Like, no it's, one is going to go with all the guns they pick up on a run like and fire them all at the same thing in the same way to get an actual DPS number, write all those DPS numbers down because you can't track them, yeah. and then pick the gun that is the best. Totally. No one's going to do that like, unless the, you're fucking mental. There are it's... multiple ways they could have... Like, that was the thing. Like, before the, before we unlocked the shooting range in the, the White House basement, like, I just thought this was an oversight that they were like, we just yeah. didn't get this here. This is going to get patched in for sure. This is a thing that everyone will want. When they added the shooting range and you saw what that thing was doing, it was like, no, you fire these guns down range and they will tell you. Like, that was almost worse because this was their thought-out design solution to this problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which is so antithetical to how people play these games. 
And to be yeah. fair, like the you only- want to be able to, you want to be able to pick up something new immediately, see if it's better or not, equip it, and move on. And it, like, unless unless you're at the high level and you care about the totally. stats and the gun and, that's and stuff the thing. like that, but when like, you're leveling up, you care about is the number higher? Yes, no. So for, the, for those it. first, it's like it, it's it's debilitating for those first twenty five hours. And yeah, you're right. Like once you hit end game, you probably do actually want to do that a little bit and use it in the way you'd want to use it and actually make those calculations. But like yeah. when you're just ditching gun after gun after gun there's no point in running that thing and to be fair like the stuff they have in the shooting range where it's not just like it's not just um damage per second and time to kill like they have like here's the general accuracy as well and also here's yeah here's they, the, they the give effective you, they range give you the stats but you have to work for them totally the... it's so it's kind of ridiculous that's not in that game yeah um yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy idea that that they. Oh yeah. Um. So, but yeah. But apart from that, like a lot of the like, I still it's probably like next to Human Revolution, probably the best UI in a game. Like from my perspective, like it's just yeah, so. Really good, yeah. It's not only functional, although well, when I say functional, if you go into the inventory, if you go into your your character's inventory and hover over a gun. The amount of shit on screen is kind of intimidating. Like, there's like graphs and numbers, and the arrows going up and arrows going down. And then you look at the bottom, and it's like basically every button on the controller does something with that gun, including clicking both sticks. Yeah. And one of the sticks brings up a second menu with more shit in it. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I definitely think that, and it's a thing that I, I've wondered before, where because. Because it's a uh, Ubisoft game, Taito, you play account, who knows that we've put 50, 60, 70 hours into the first game, whether yeah. we skipped a bunch of tutorialization, and I hope we did, because anyone coming into this game for the first time, like, there's a lot of shit they feel like they assume you know, in about, like, oh, like, here's the junk button, like, you can just mark yeah. stuff as junk and hit it, and, like... Here's what all the like the different slot stuff does, and you usually your skill it, like it's it's also I think that's kind of like a expedited thing because if they had to sit and explain all of that, you'd be there forever. But also like you would need that because there's stuff again as as experienced in this game as we are. There's stuff that we still like. I assume we we assume we know how skill power goes up, but I've mm-hmm. simultaneously in the space of half an hour had two hundred skill power and then dropped to zero, and not entirely sure why. Like there's yeah. enough there, there there are so many system like not gameplay systems but like 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 item systems in there and like there's no explanation of um like the gear bonus stuff where like if you wear three of the same oh yeah yeah set like, bonuses yeah. yeah set bonus stuff like there's an assumption that you know that but I, I think if you're coming into it there's a you kind of would probably have to take it a little bit slower but um. But yeah, like on top of that, like it just it's 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 another one of the games which is a hundred percent fine with me. Like I like those games, I like what they do. Um the, the fact that one of our kind of um war cries during this game was about how it's definitely not political <laughs> is interesting. Yeah, that's, that's and it's a dumb thing. <laughs> it's so so I mean we've talked about it on here before, but Ubisoft have been very, very adamant in saying this game has zero, has no political message and is not political in any way. Yeah. Despite the fact it's set in DC with, 
like during during the downfall of a government like is... during the downfall of a government with military intervention and yeah. like looting on the streets and factionality and all that like the more <laughs> The the moment where we had we got a mission early on, this is not a spoiler because it's early on. The fact we got a mission to go and get the Declaration of Independence was yeah, that was fucking wild. That like, was... I still don't understand that. Like, I get that it's an important document to Americans and it's a big deal, but totally. like, fucking get some perspective in the apocalypse. Exactly. Like, holy shit! That's... And, that, and that's the thing. Like, they can say it's not political all the time. The fact, as much as they want, the fact that that's one of the missions that they decide to do has inherent political. Leaning, yeah, of right? course. Yeah, like, yeah. like, they have written a story where this group of elite agents who are here to try and save society, save society, yeah. save DC, that they would take two of their best agents to go get this document is an inherently political statement. Like it's, saying, yeah, like, we're not thing. trying to, we're not trying to remake, we're not trying to remake the country in a better way. We're trying to remake the country in the way it was before. Like, yeah. you can say what you want. That is a political statement. And your options as Ubisoft are own that or, like, stop saying the other thing. Like, the fact, like, it'd be one thing if they didn't say anything about the politics of the game. That's that's a thing. Or owning it and saying, like, no, this is written because this is a Tom Clancy game. This has very specific politics. Yes. But saying it has no politics is the wrong No, it's wild. Yeah, it was such a bad idea. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Watching... Even, 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 even ignoring that, like, it's hard, it's hard to detach any bit of art from the politics that it totally. was made in. This game specifically has a lot of political yep, overtones in for it sure. that are especially when really you're, apparent. Especially, it's, and again, like I was, I was having this conversation with somebody recently, like the, the the conversation of about art and artist is a wild and huge conversation that is yeah, for yeah. a very narrow time. But it's a different situation when it is something like a novel, which is written by one person and maybe edited by another, like that. Having detaching the art from the artist there is kind of difficult. When you're mm-hmm. dealing with a Ubisoft game, which has been touched by thousands of different people, yeah, like yes, yeah. there's a writing staff of probably five to ten who are kind of making the core of it, but like it's much harder to have that conversation. Yeah, which, yeah, which is why right. it's so wild that there is definitely commentary in this game about stuff that for them to turn around and say like, nope, definitely nothing. It's just like, yep, not it's, a political game. It's, it's it's yeah, it's yeah. There's a there's stuff in that that. People better educated than us will be able to talk about, but yeah, yeah don't yeah. don't stop fronting. This game has fucking politics. Let's not do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I am I am enjoying it, and I think it's fun. Go- yeah, like it's it's a fun thing that doesn't require much thought. No, totally. And is- the, like and the mechanics of it being a cover shooter are solid. Like it does everything it yeah. needs to do. The only thing I'm annoyed about is the grenade throwing feels weird, and I don't know why. But- yeah, I, I'm not really a big fan of it either. I think it's just because it, it's so. Because it's based on like you throwing AOE based instead of just in a direction. Yeah, you're totally. trying to like match up a target to a target that's moving, and it's yeah, yeah it, it's it feels. Thing. I don't know why it feels so different because that's what you do in every game, but I don't know why this one feels so different. I think it's because they give you so much information about where it's going to land that yeah. you, your brain feels like you want to compensate more. I don't know why. I also say the the the, the big change in terms of skill stuff is the platform system. Which I'm still I'm not sold on yet, but maybe that changes. Yeah, later. so instead of, instead of individual skills, you have like nine 
platforms that have variants that will dictate yeah. your skills. So like, so yeah. like in the first game, like I ran with the the pulse skill and the healing box. I can't even remember what it's called, but it was basically like one of them. You hit the button and it pulses out from your character and shows every enemy within range. And then the one's like an AOE heal that you basically just drop and and that's fine. Yeah. For this. Yeah, so each platform, so for instance, like, the way to replicate that is the pulse is now a platform where the pulse is either, it pulses from you, it pulses as a throwable, or the pulse does an EMP wave. Um, And then for the healing thing, like, there's a couple of options where, like, there's a hive, which is like a grenade with things that come out of it, um, which can be, like, a healing, it can be, like, a damage, it can be, like... It can take out armor, or it can do something else. I can't remember what else it can do. I think it, de- it debuffs enemies in some weird way. But the yeah. fact, like, I like from a thematic standpoint, I like the the idea of these systems where, like, mm-hmm. here's a drone, attach shit to this drone, or here's a here's a the firefly looks looks ridiculous. Weird. Like, oh, it's well, like a thing is. It's yeah. like a you throw it like a paper plane. Yeah, and it's it has like a, a drone, a drone throwable. It's yeah. strange. And like, I like that con- conceptually, but like, for the most of the game I've had, uh, the 15 hours we've played so far, I've had the throwable pulse and some kind of healing thing. And we, I moved to the drone because that makes sense, but that, but because that worked better the way we were playing. But also yeah. like, I'm never going to go back to the hive now. Like, there's no reason for me to ever go back to that thing because everything I needed to do, the drone will do better. So, and there's skills in there, like, I'm just never going to use and if you can, even if, even in a game where the the max team let like is capped at four people, like with eight times four skills, like you're gonna have to make some choices. And oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. it also feels like some of them are just trash. Like, why would I ever use the EMP pulse? Well, except maybe in specific raids where you know that's going to be a thing that will yeah. be useful. Like not every not every skill is there's a, there, there are always going to be bad skills like that's yeah, just totally. the nature of the game especially that's when you've just... got 36 of them right so yeah um but yeah so I, that's, again, that's something that you just kind of have to work and again that might with. change in the end game like it may be a case of like you start looking at things i assume like, yeah i assume that everything will have its specific use like well because then because then on top of that once we hit 30 we've got our specialization which is another yeah. layer on top of that where you're like I can't remember what they are, but like you get a special. I'm weapon. looking forward to getting my big grenade launcher. I'm looking forward to my big ass sniper rifle. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So there's 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 plenty to talk about once we hit end game, and we see yeah. what they've actually got lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far it's it's more division, and that's not a bad thing for me. Um, like I said, it's been into my destiny time. What's it like playing two of these games at once? Uh, From your perspective, it's just it's just time management, like it is. Like you're in, the, I'm in the point in Destiny where you literally just you log on, you do your daily, you do some other stuff, and you log out again. Right. You're not devoting a lot of time to it, sure. Um, because I'm not a raider, or like I don't do, I'm not a hardcore Nightfall person or whatever. I don't right. have to donate a lot of time to Destiny. Fair. I just i I go in, get my weeklies done, do whatever the new story thing, like do Zero's bounty or whatever, and then that's it. That's sure. kind of all I need to worry about until the next week because I'm trying to work your gear score up. But that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of it. Cool. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not difficult. Okay. Like, it's not a hard thing to do. It's fair enough. Um, cool. If there's nothing else, we've probably run out of time to do a lot of news, but I will very briefly yeah, talk about it. Yeah, should be quick. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple of things I kind of want to hit on and we'll come back to some others um, next time. Um, 
Halo Master Chief Collection is coming to PC, but yeah, but also cool. Steam, which yeah. is fucking fascinating. Um, I will like this is what this is what happens when uh, Epic tries to steal all your exclusive games. You go uh-huh. and you get Halo. Yep. Um, also, like a thing I only realized recently, they're not put out as one thing. They're doing it in steps, like they're doing it per game. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, think, I wasn't. Was. Yeah. So they're they're starting with um, so the new things they're adding Halo Reach, which is the first game that's that's coming out. Yeah. Sure. And then they're gonna they do one, two, three, four. Um, there's no date on it, um, and it's coming out to Steam and Windows Store. So, and it'll run at six four uh, K sixty. So, cool. That's I, cool. I, I played. I've played one and two. I haven't played any of their games. I'll probably end up picking those up. That's it. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, think I, I wouldn't mind trying them either. Apparently, they're good. So yeah, I'm assuming all the co-op stuff's in there too. Is there co-op? In those I games? guess. Yeah, in some of them, Reach yeah. has co-op. ODST has co-op. I, think I played two in co-op. co-op. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, what else? Except was there? I, I, I think one person gets to be John. Oh, one person's the arbiter. John Halo That's what it is. John Halo. One person's the arbiter. Yeah, John Halo. That's his yeah. name, right? John Halo. Yep, John Halo. That's his. Yep. Yeah. I've read the. I've read the novel. I've actually read the novel. Jesus. Yeah, I've read the novel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's not really much to say on this, but Casey Hudson put out a a blog post on the the Bioware blog about the first post-launch update from Anthem. It really sounds like he's doing damage control. It really. There, there was a particular yeah. section of this that I wanted to, wanted to see. Um. So this is this is from the blog post. We also continue to listen to your feedback with more improvements to end game loot, end game loot and progression, game flow, stability, and performance. So most of it, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to be fair, that sounds like that's kind of what that game needs. It's just like full ground up. Quote: This let's, is let's, this let's is all try and fix this. This is all a learning experience for us, and as we work to make sure the game is improved and perfected, we cannot emphasize how much we appreciate you staying with us. Especially because the next stage is where things get really exciting. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so too. I would like to see that game be good. I would but... like to play that game, but it's not there yeah. yet. It's just not ready. It seems so. Keep an eye on that. And it's Casey. I will. I, I, I will. I will play that game if someone can tell me that it is not bad at some point. Oh, I totally. Yeah. Go and see it. But um, yeah, not right now. Um, Vivendi have sold their last remaining shares in Ubisoft, so Ubisoft now own themselves again and are not Yay. perpetually fighting off Vivendi trying to buy them. Um, so that's that sorted finally. Um, so this happened this week or on twenty second, so last week when you're hearing this. Um, so there was the story came out that one of the actors in the new game from the yakuza people oh god this yeah, yeah. Sure. so it's rgg studios it's japanese but i can't quite pronounce it ryu gagoto gotoku it's it's the studio that do the yakuza games they used to be called the yakuza yeah. studio they are now called um this rgg studios yeah. um one of the actors that's in their new game judgment which we've talked about on here and i'm very excited about um was caught in japan it was arrested with cocaine possession or charged with cocaine mm-hmm. possession, which in Japan is a big fucking deal. Like yeah, they Japan do not, really don't like that. they do not fuck around with controlled substances in Japan. Um, and there's been so the the side effect of that is that he has now been cut from that game. So there was an official mm-hmm. tweet on the twenty second from the studio. 
saying, due to unforeseen circumstances, um, the character model and Japanese voice for the character of Kyohei Hamura will be adjusted for the Western release of Judgment, launching on June 25th, 2019. Screenshots and trailers featuring Hamura, featuring Hamura have been temporarily removed from all of Sega's official channels. Updated versions of these materials will be made available at a later date. So, no change in release date. It's still coming June 25th, which is, yeah. I suppose, a bonus. Um, but this is what happens in Japan under the stuff. There's, there's multiple. Yeah, you get you get cut from that thing. Yeah, like, like he he got he got cut from that game, and like the discography of his band got removed. Yep, and he plays the whole thing. Yeah. He's the voice of Olaf in the Japanese dub of Frozen. He's been recast for that. Jesus uh, Christ, there man. was something else as well. I can't remember. There's some movies in or something like that that is also being that is temp that is up in the air at the minute. But this is a thing. This has been this is a thing that's happened multiple times in Japan where like pop stars, musicians, actors there was a I can't remember her name, but a, a pop stars caught with MDMA, I think, and like her label dropped her immediately, her back catalogue was scuttled and was never put back up for sale. Yeah. Like they meet they are fucking serious about this. And yeah. um so I t- I I tweeted about this when I saw it and said that it'd be interesting to see what the um, stop censoring my Japanese games and their boobies crowd are going to be. Because like, if their their entire argument, which I think was I I'm most of the time I'm sure is in bad faith of like this is just Japanese culture. Stop censoring Japanese culture. Yeah, being like yeah, this is Japanese culture as well. This is entirely yeah. part of it so the mm-hmm. fact that the western release date isn't changing is probably the only thing saving them but it'd be real interesting to see if they'd bump the release date of this to take account of all this what the reaction would have been then and yeah but we'll need to see yeah, was, it would, yeah yeah it would have been interesting but i don't think that it's like they're technically not censoring anything they're just recasting something oh, they're like also not stuff. censoring stuff before it's, but yes i know yeah. what you mean i know what you mean there's uh, yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah um, I also say the top tweet on that is currently um, from at Razorback2 on Twitter. Is just a picture of that actor with a giant Mario moustache. It's real good. <laughs> it's just like, Great. Here's, here's a leaked image from his um, recast, and it's just him with a giant moustache, which I appreciate. Um, and the last thing I'll briefly talk about um, is the Google announcement from GDC. Stadia. Stadia or Stadia. Is it Stadia? Stadia? I don't know. It's an Italian word, so I'm going to go with Stadia. Um, I'm in the process of writing something about this so I'll not go too hard on it but the short short news bit of it is it is a Google Google are launching a cloud based game streaming service yeah. um, mm-hmm. for anything with Chrome so Chromecasts Chromebooks, laptops tablets, anything that can run Chrome can theoretically run Stadia and they are claiming and I have claiming in heavy quotes yes big quotes yeah um they're saying at launch 4k 60 on a 30 to 35 meg down connection Mm. which is not cannot kind of unbelievable cannot be true like yeah yeah and uh, like i said i'm 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 pulling some stuff together about this at the minute about my feelings about it but like there's kind of two sides to this there's the technical aspect of like i don't believe you but you're Google, so it will probably at least kind of work. Um, and I was seeing a lot of reports from people on... The, I actually know somebody who's at GDC at the minute, and I'm getting mm. reports from the shop floor 
um, of of what they're seeing and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I got some other reports as well from people who have played the thing. Some of them are saying it worked real well. Some people saying it looked like an artifacting nightmare um, with real lag. Like both yeah. sides of things are coming through. I and would that, still, I would find that I would still find this very hard to believe that those claims are true. Totally, like it's not. And like, the, just it just doesn't seem possible. No, and also like, it, there, there are some interesting things they're using to get rid of some of the problems, like the controller that they're selling, the Stadia controller, um, yeah. does not connect directly to devices. It connects directly to the internet and mm. talks to the Google servers as opposed to going through whatever your hardware is, which probably does save them some lag. To be fair, but like, it's still. And it's an interesting approach to that issue, but still, you're still sending key presses over the internet back to assist. Like that round trip time, I don't, I don't believe you, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, when they put their demo out, they'll see. But that's the technical stuff, and then there's the business stuff of like, is it going to be a subscription thing? Are you going to be buying games? Like, what happens if you already own some of these games? Like, all, there's all that kind of stuff. But the interesting thing to me and the thing I'm writing about at the minute is the kind of cultural aspect of it, of being like, what does this mean for video games as a medium, right? Mm, Where one of the big problems you see, or one of the big problems I see anyway with like mobile games, especially since the the business model for mobile games now basically is, is set where you put the thing out for free, you have a artificial limit or some kind of hard stop which is like hey you've seen a bunch of the games you want to pay for it now and either Mm. you limit that by like energy systems or currency or just having a hard like first five levels are free and after that you pay like whatever that is if this becomes a subscription model for like normal real ass video games Mm. that changes how you design your game right where can you imagine like uh i say assassin's creed because that's the thing they used to demo it but like can you imagine like assassin's creed Three. What was the one? The Native American one. Is that three? Three. Yeah. Can you imagine like Assassin's Creed Three coming in the system where the tutorial of that game is eight hours long? Yeah, like the 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 design then becomes how quickly can you quote unquote on ramp people totally. onto like wanting to play more of yeah. your game. So the a lot of the weird sort of like development tricks and stuff all become you have to use them all in the first like five minutes or ten minutes. And totally. And that starts yeah. to that starts to eliminate or that starts to really rework the types of games that we play, right? Where if you can only mm-hmm. put games out in the system, the, the amount of the amount of attention a game gets based on the amount of money you've invested in it. Like if you invest how many how many games have you bought at launch <laughs> cough cough Mass Effect Andromeda and put yeah. time into more than you would have if you had just got it for quote unquote free through a subscription yeah, thing. Like, yeah. how quickly would you have bombed out of that game if so you, if, if it was just part of your Netflix subscription? Yeah, right? so quickly. So you get some inherent the amount, of ne- the amount of Netflix shows that I've started and been like, ah, episode one wasn't very good and just not watched exactly. The rest of it is, so like you yeah. you get a lot of um, user players kind of attention based on the fact that they've invested in your product, right? So you, yeah. you, ha- you have some guaranteed time with them. If that all goes away, you then have to make games that can grab people and keep them, which, yeah. like, again, like, one of my favorite things of the year so far has been The Occupation, right? That game starts super fucking slowly. Oh, and yeah. And yeah, yeah. you need to... You need to just work at it in order to get the core of the game. That game just doesn't exist if this platform becomes the way you do games, right? It just yeah. doesn't happen. 
on mm-hmm. top of the stuff we've already talked about with streaming, it's like what happens to fighting games, what happens to music based games, what happens yeah, to what happens to what was the other one I was going to say? Um, just general kind of narrative games, like what happens when you can't grab people that quickly? Um, and also, like the big question for me as well is like how does stuff like itch or GOG fit into the system, right? Where get platforms that are entirely based on smaller games or like game jams or like just small things that people put out for like a couple of bucks, like they're not going to be on, they're not going to be on Stadia. They're not going to be on any streaming service probably. So if you go 10 years down the future and Stadia becomes the thing, like people don't have hardware anymore or not decent hardware anymore. Like what does that mean for, for those type of games, right? Like, you then you're then limiting your market to people who need PCs for things like video editing or for yeah. work or all that kind of stuff. Severely limits your market unless you can get those people involved. Um. So yeah. So like I said, I'm writing a writing a thing about it, but the kind of short the short version of it is like we already have this kind of deal with the devil with things like Steam and PSN and Xbox Live and now Epic and UPlay and all this kind of stuff. Where like you don't own the software anymore. This is on a service. Yeah, that's ga- our... game ownership becomes a weird thing exactly. at that point. So you're like, if this goes away, if Steam dies tomorrow, there's a quit where we have it on trust that something will happen to those games that we can continue to play them, which yeah. is a deal that we've been working on and theorizing about for years and years and years at this point. What happens when that also becomes the hardware, right? What happens when there is a website out there for the list of, of projects that Google has bought and killed or killed internally? What happens when Stadia no longer becomes profitable, quote-unquote? Yeah. Do you just lose all that shit? Like, what happens if we're 10 years down the line and nobody has hardware anymore? Like, and Google's just like, ah, killed. Like, yeah, that's, no a, more. that's yeah. a profound impact on, oh, yeah, yeah. on both games as a whole, on the industry, and on, like, preservation, which becomes increasingly a problem, right? When you don't even have the files anymore that you could crack open. Like, you just have a video stream. It's it's super interesting and not altogether positive, um, but yeah, I'm I'm wrestling with it in my head right now. So hopefully, I should put something. Yeah. To speak about that. Um, it's very it's a very interesting turning point for the yeah. industry. We'll need to see or potential turning point. Potential turning point. We'll need to we'll need to see if people are on, on board. But who knows? Um, there's a bunch of other stuff, but nothing nothing we'll really get to here. We should probably probably yeah. wrap this up. Um, mm-hmm. What's happening over the next couple of weeks? Um, I am going to finish the occupation. I haven't had a chance to get back into it, but I need to finish yeah. that and see how that ends. Um, what else? I am I am increasingly tempted by Sekiro. I it's totally not the type of game I play or typically enjoy, but there's something about it. I hold off until i get a chance to have a look at it or you or are you actually gonna have a have a have a look well yeah i've got there are there are people coming over for uh wrestlemania in a couple of weeks and right. they're going they're going to sit and play Sekiro the entire time we're not watching wrestling gotcha okay so yes. I will, okay i will, I will, have, so, I will have something for you cool it's, um i'm just looking at the the releases coming up generation zero is out next week what's which, that that's the um, the game from oh god who is it Avalanche that's the new Avalanche game the sci-fi one with the kind of uh, 
Salisburg art style with like the robots. Oh yeah, I remember that trailer now. Set in nineteen eighty three. Sure. That game's coming yeah, out yeah, yeah, next yeah. week. I've okay. seen jack shit about what that game actually is. So yeah, me neither. So we'll be interested to see what that is. It looks it looks cool, but we'll need to see. Um and then Yeah, there ain't nothing really coming out. Yeah. Yeah, oh well, we've got plenty really? of stuff to get into. Um, I've got a, I've got an idea for a thing that I want to try, but it's oh, whether cool. or not I can I can put it together and okay. make it work as the Fair issue. Um, but yeah, in terms of site stuff, um, the week you're hearing this, we'll have our look at the occupation and Baba is you is out this week. Mm. I either this week or next week will start the next old ass PC games because I now have a very firm idea of what I want to do. I told you about it off air. Good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Yes. Um, and I probably want to do something with a uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, which I need to get a little bit oh, deeper yeah. into. Yeah. That, that thing that is cool. that thing's awesome. And potentially Cult of Simulator once I have a better gra- grasp of, of how that thing works. Um, yeah. It's been a good couple of months for smaller, weird games. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. And then Destiny and Division will be running in the background, as they yep. normally do. Um, yep. So, yeah, GameEngineStart.com is the website where you can find all of our videos, podcasts, and articles will be up there. We're on YouTube.com slash GameEngineStart. Subscribe there. You get notified when we put new stuff up. We're on Twitter and Facebook, GameEngineStart. If you just search, you'll find us there. Podcast at, at GameEngineStart.com is the email address. And that's us. We'll be back in two weeks. Back on schedule, hopefully. And yeah. enjoy whatever you're playing. And we will see you then. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.